Second down and eight at the Bears 33. Driscoll fakes to the right, looking around for a running lane, now running backward. He'll throw deep off his back foot Tate, for Auden Tate. Tate. He yeah. comes down yeah. with a touchdown catch yeah. right at the goal line. Going up and over John Franklin and using all of his 6-5 frame to haul in the score. That is how it sounded. I'm James Erpine, and welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Thursday night. Great to be with you. Just got back from Paul Brown Stadium. I'm in the studio, and I said, what the hell? Let's get it started with Locked On Bengals. A lot to get to. By the way, that call courtesy of Dan Hoare, Dave Lapham, the Bengals Radio Network, and ESPN 1530. Woo-hoo-hoo! Did you guys watch yesterday? Are you as excited as I am? Yesterday is in, well, most of you listening are probably going to listen to this on Friday morning, so yesterday applies. But right now it is like 10.55. I'm uh, in between uh, the stadium and my shift. I go on 700 WLW at 11.30, and I said, why? What the hell? What what am I going to do? I already watched the game. I've done my show prep. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to talk to you, and that's why I'm recording the Friday's edition of the Locked on Bengals podcast, instant reaction addition to the Bengals 30-27 to 27 win. As always, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. And uh, LockedOnBengals.com is the place to be. Uh, also on Twitter, at James Rapine, at LockedOnBengals. And boy, oh boy, it was a fun night at Paul Brown Stadium, the offense, well, they didn't wait. They didn't stop. They didn't do anything. They went at them early. The Bengals' defense got off the field on the first opening drive or on the Bears' opening drive, even though a penalty, which was kind of questionable. I thought it was kind of a soft call, soft penalty. Um, roughing the passer call gave Mitch Trubisky another chance, another opportunity for the Bears' offense, and yet they got off the field. And then the Bengals calmly marched downfield, and Joe Mixon made a huge play. There's video of this play, by the way, of Joe Mixon's play. I'm at the stadium, and I was like, I have a feeling this is going to be a big play because there was five wide receivers. There was no one in the backfield. Mixon's at the bottom of the screen. Ross is in. Boyd's in. Malone's in. And I believe, I think it was those four and then A.J. Green, of course. And, whoo, Mixon. Impossible to tackle. You can check that out. I tweeted it out at James Rapine. It's uh, it's really good stuff, if I say so myself. That's from the radio booth. That video, uh, it's just cool because you get the the emotion, you get to hear the crowd noise, and it's different than seeing a highlight on TV or seeing a highlight on SportsCenter or something like that. But Joe Mixon got him going right away. 24 yards, boom. And uh, after that, well, the Bengals' offense didn't really struggle. I mean, honestly, outside of a, a John Ross slip, which, yeah, I, I got all you guys tweeting me, oh, my gosh, and I'm not going to lie. For a second, I was like, are you serious? What the hell's going on? Like, why does why do these things keep happening to John? He slips after being open. The ball goes over his head, and it's a pick six. So the Bears, Bengals tied at seven. Bengals offense matched it right away. And the thing that I want to praise, and I, I tweeted this out too, I want to praise Marvin Lewis for doing something. In fact, it's not doing something. Marvin Lewis didn't do what he would have done last year with John Ross. John Ross slipped. 
Not a big deal, right? I mean, it is because it led to an interception. It sucks. Don't ever do it again. Don't ever, ever do it again. But the reality is he slipped. In the very next series, Ross was in. And not only was Ross in, but Malone was in, and Green was in, and Boyd was in, and Giovanni Bernard was in, and the offense marched right downfield. Gio had a few solid runs. Malone had a nice catch. Green had a nice catch that got the drive going. Ross had a catch, a 20-yarder, which he made a guy miss. And uh, almost, he got close to the, to the end zone, and Tyler Boyd finished it off with a three-yard touchdown reception. That's the offense I envision. That's the offense, honestly, ladies and gentlemen here of the Locked on Bengals podcast, that I've envisioned since they drafted Joe Mixon and John Ross. Is Boyd in the slot, Ross on one side, A.J. Green on the other side, having dynamic tight ends. By the way, Tyler Eifert did go through a full pregame warm-up, did not play, though, which is fine. Get him some work in, sit him, don't don't risk getting him injured in in a silly preseason game. I totally get that. But the reality was this offense looked explosive. It looked like a well-oiled machine. Andy Dalton finished 6 of 8, 103 yards, 2 touchdowns. I already mentioned the interception, which I don't really count against anyone. Look, don't slip. I mean, that's the reality of it. Um, we'll get to, to Auden Tate and Jeff Driscoll. Obviously, you heard that to start the podcast. But I'm so encouraged by, by what I saw from the first-team defense, from the first-team offense. And I get it. The Bears aren't great. I don't even think the Bears are going to be that good this year. But at least we saw the flash. Like, I need to see flashes once in a while, right? And that's the flash I needed to see, and I saw it, and, and it was huge to me. Big deal. It mattered a lot, and I think if you're a Bengals fan, this is what I want to tell you tonight. And uh, in, in, if you're listening on Friday morning, then in the morning, whatever, it's okay to be excited. It's okay to let yourself get excited. Then result didn't matter. This rant was going to happen, this opening rant, regardless. If Auden Tate doesn't catch that touchdown, I'd come here and here and say, look, it's okay to be excited because they were dominant. They would have beat the Bears by 20 tonight. And I get it. There's some things that need to be cleaned up. There's some things that you're like, oh, crap. Like Matt Barkley, that's scary. Uh, Malik Jefferson had a really bad, he underplayed or overplayed a bit. He got himself out of position and gave up a huge run to uh, Nail, N-A-I-L. Uh, I, I don't even know the dude from, uh, I'm not going to act like I know him from Chicago. Um, so there, it's not like everything went well. John Ross should have, could have, would have had a touchdown reception, couldn't get that second foot down in the back of the end zone. There are things that need to be improved on. But the offense flashed. That's what the preseason's about. The offense was 32nd in the league last year. Their ninth overall pick didn't play. Joe Mixon didn't have any holes to run into, run through. The offensive coordinator couldn't figure out how to use Joe and Gio together. And for three drives, really two drives plus one play, the Bengals' offense looked very good. They looked like a, a well-oiled machine where A.J. Green and Joe Mixon are going to lead the charge. John Ross and Tyler Boyd are going to complement each other perfectly. Oh, and if you need a Marvin Jones, you got one. His name, simple. His name is Josh Malone. That's how I feel about this team. That was the potential. They flashed it tonight. Does that mean they're going to win 10 games or 12 games or 13 games? I don't know. I have no idea. Here's what I do know. They flashed. They showed that what they could do. 
Now they have to build upon that. Now they have to clean up penalties. I think they had seven or eight penalties for 96 yards. That stuff needs to be cleaned up. But Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard, seven carries, 32 yards. You might say, well, that's not that great. And Mixon's three carries for nine yards, had a long of five. Giovanni Bernard had four carries for 23. Those things interest me. The fake punt where Clayton Fagellum, or Fagellum, however you want to say it, runs for 49 yards up the left side. I love it. I love stuff like that. That is the, like, it just felt, didn't it feel like there's hope? It felt like this team, there's the path for them being good. Geno Atkins played well. He had a sack. Andrew Billings taking on double teams. I saw that a couple times. And by the way, I've been banging on Kavari Russell a bit. Kavari Russell, maybe he's just a primetime player. Maybe he just shows up during game day. Because that dude, there were two deep balls he was targeted on. One, he was all over the receiver. And it was that the rookie, Anthony Miller, out of Memphis, who a lot of people like. A lot of draft Knicks like. And then the other one was a deep ball that he picked off. Stride for stride one time, there was no way the receiver caught it. Second time, he picks it off. That's big-time player. That's a big-time play. And I saw that more than not tonight. And that, to me, is exciting. What say you? How do you feel about this? Tweet me at James Erpine, at Locked on Bengals. You can email me as well, James Erpine at ESPN1530.com. Up next, we're going to hear from Marvin Lewis on Auden Tate. He's a guy I've been talking about a ton on this podcast with Tony. Uh, Joe Goodberry and I talked about him as well. Auden Tate is a stud. He caught the game winner tonight. You're going to hear Marvin Lewis and what he said about him next on the Locked on Bengals podcast. I remember when the Bengals drafted Auden Tate, I was like, oh, it's just another receiver. I I didn't think much about it. Oh, okay. It's just a guy that's going to try to battle for a spot. I'm not going to think much. Much else. You know, he's not going to do much else. That's fine. Whatever. And uh, I'm pleasantly surprised by what he's done. You have to be, right? Like, why wouldn't you be surprised in in a a nice way from Auden Tate? He's never open. That dude is never open. And yet he somehow has sunned, and that's what I'm going to call it, Dre Kirkpatrick multiple times, because he goes up and takes the ball away, and it doesn't matter. You can be all over him. And he's going to say, okay, I'm going to go up and get it. I'm going to go up and get it. And uh, Marvin Lewis talked about him with uh, Dave Lapham after the game earlier today. He did. He made some big catches. And uh, obviously he has tremendous hands and contort his body. And, uh, you know, for a big man. And, and you know, it, it's fun to see. We got some young guys and, uh, that, are, that are making football plays and make this thing competitive. That's Marvin Lewis, courtesy of the Bengals Radio Network, earlier tonight on ESPN 1530. Yeah, he made some big catches. And he's going to continue to make big catches. And I'll tell you right now, that dude can't make the practice squad. Someone's going to pick him up. So guess what you need to do? You need to keep him around. If I'm the Bengals, I keep him around for sure. I don't know how else you play this. And does that mean keeping seven receivers? You heard Joe Goodberry yesterday. Keeping seven receivers or what? Do you cut core? I might cut core. I'm serious. I might. Can someone else play special teams? Can you find someone else to do that? That's the reality because Auden Tate can be a red zone weapon. He can come in the special packages. He's a guy, I don't see how you cut him. He's big, he's strong, he's physical. 
and he's not afraid to outmuscle opposing cornerbacks. And that, to me, he's going to continue to shine this preseason, and he's going to end up making an, a roster. I think it should be here in Cincinnati. Stay tuned. But when Marvin Lewis says that stuff, and he goes on record, I know in this press conference he said, yeah, people should take notice. I think that guy's sticking around. All right, let's talk about a few things that, that scare me, make me nervous, etc. The backup quarterback situation, very unsettled. Jeff Driscoll looked good, uh, but he was going against third stringers and fourth stringers. Matt Barkley coming in, uh, shaky. Had a few nice throws, one to Josh Malone, but the arm strength just doesn't seem to be there. There's multiple times he missed. Like, he threw it up to Auden Tate at the end of the half, and there was zero chance Tate had any chance of getting it. Uh, he threw one deep to John Ross on the right side, and Ross had a step, but it was three feet out of bounds. Like, stuff like that, I'm like, oh, Matt, I don't know. And Driscoll has his, his legs as well. So I think Driscoll is going to get uh, a larger shot. But that being said, up until, like, family day Saturday and in practice a couple days this week, Matt Barkley's looked better. It seemed like he was separating himself. And uh, tonight it might have been a step back and a step forward for Jeff Driscoll. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. I will write about the Bengals this weekend at LockedOnBengals.com. I wanted to get this in because, man, I'm excited. It's okay to be happy. Not because they won, because they flashed on offense and defense. And the literally, I feel like the vision I've had for this team since they drafted John Ross and Joe Mixon and Carl Lawson and Jordan Willis has come to fruition to a certain degree. By the way, um, just a few other guys that, that look good. Sam Hubbard looked as advertised again. Uh, I, I mentioned Andrew Billings already. He looked good. Overall, I like what I've seen. Um, I'm still a little worried about the the lower end, uh, and lower end, but the back end corners, guys like Darius Phillips, he got beat a couple times. And lucky for him, they didn't get burned. It was a really bad throw. Uh, by the Bears' third-string quarterback, who I'm going to look up his—I forgot his name. Oh, Tyler Bray. It was a pretty bad throw by him. He had uh, at least two touchdowns he left on the field. His 18-for-27 line looks a lot better than it actually was. Um, but overall, this team, I think it was a good start. Congrats, by the way, to Jonathan Brown, who kicked his first uh, kicked in his first NFL game, kicked an extra point, kicked um, one field goal as well. So that's awesome. I'm excited for him as well. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Reach out to me on Twitter. By the way, congrats to our Madden winners. I announced it on Twitter right before the game started. Have a great weekend. I'm going to enjoy mine. I'll write about the Bengals. I'll post it on Twitter. (laughs) Follow me on Instagram as well if you can. At James Erpine. We gotta I gotta get the Instagram followers up. Thank you guys. I appreciate you. Enjoy the win. Enjoy the, the flash. Am I way too excited? I don't know. Who cares? Don't rain on my parade. I'm James Erpine. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast. <laughs>